was 1992 and I was flying back from Bolivia. I was coming back, I'd taken a, a group of young people there to Bolivia to do a missions trip. And I was coming back a week early because our first son was being born. And they didn't want to miss the birth. And this is the first time that I was traveling internationally all alone. And I remember getting onto the plane and, and feeling a little bit of nerves. Uh, I had to go from La Paz, fly out of La Paz Air, Airport, to Cochabamba. And I had to make a, a, an exchange in a plane. And, and, and there was some nerves there because I was wondering, you know, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to read the signs? Will I know where I'm going? What if I get lost? What if I miss my flight? I can't speak the language. And so there's, there was that nerves, anxiety as we were coming into Cochabamba. And as we were flying in, the plane begins to, to descend and make this bank. And um, I'm kind of leaning, peering out the window. I'm on the upper side, so I'm looking across the aisle through the, through the window. And all of a sudden, clear as day, I hear this, Mommy, look, there's Jesus. And I'm thinking, what? I mean, this is English with no accent whatsoever. I could just clearly hear it. And so now I'm peering out the window. What are they talking about? And there, as we, we make a bank, we, we fly right around uh, the statue that's in Cochabamba. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the, the statue that's called Christ of Peace. And, and it, it sits on the hilltop of San Pedro. And... Immediately as I see this Jesus, as, uh, as I'm sitting there and I continue to hear this voice, look, Mommy, there's Jesus. There's a peace that comes over me. And I'm thinking, no, I'll be all right. I mean, Jesus has got this. I can get through. Well, obviously, I got, I got through all my, my uh, transitions and, and, and I made it home safely. Um, but it brings me to Psalm 27. And in Psalm 27, as we look at it today, there's a verse which many maybe have memorized, uh, songs have been written from, and it's this. It's in verse 4 of Psalm 27. It says, One thing I ask of the Lord, this only I do seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. You know, David knew that there's a lot of distractions that could be around him. As king, there's a lot of distractions. And he understood that there needed to be a secret. How could he not be overcome by these distractions? And that was to fix his eyes wholly on the beauty of the Lord. That is a secret. And, and as you go down through this psalm, you will read in there, and I encourage you to, to, to read through it. Um, there are many times where David is saying, I will not fear, I will not fear, I will not fear. Will not fear evil. Um, and, and I wonder in some ways that there's a part of, I think, what he's saying is that he respects evil. He, 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 he's not going to be overcome by evil because he respects evil. And I wonder if we've lost a little bit of that respect for evil. That it is easy, it can be easy for us if we're not careful and we're not astute to the evil around us, as David names the evil that is around him, that we can be overcome by it. I love the fact of what Jesus says in John 8, 12, when he says, I am the light of the world, 
he is the light in this dark world. He goes on to say, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And it is so true. This darkness that is in this world, and we see it more and more every day. We are taking what we used to say is right, and now we are saying is wrong. And what we used to say is wrong, we are now saying it's right. And we're seeing it more overt as we go forward. There's a darkness that's around here. John, in the book of John, that I quoted Jesus from, John says this as he speaks about Jesus. He says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can has not overcome it. Jesus has shone in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And that is great comfort to know where the power and the strength is. David's solution to the desires and uh, desire long and to seek, excuse me, let me say this again. David's solution is to desire long and seek to be in the light. I like to go hunting, and, and you may not, you might think um, I go hunting for the purpose of harvesting an animal, but it's actually not my main reason. That might surprise you. I mean, when I do harvest an animal, I, I feel very privileged to be able to do that. I thank the Lord for His provision. But for me, hunting is this, is getting up early in the morning before the sun rises. I make my way out to where I will be hunting for a few hours in the morning. It's dark. I, I, I meander around into the woods until I find my tree stand. I climb up into my tree stand and I sit there. It's still dark and I'm waiting. What am I waiting for? Well, here it is. I'm waiting for the sun to rise. There's nothing like a clear day and the sun comes up. And as the sun comes up, it begins to chase the darkness away. I gaze into that dusk where I can, can't quite see what is around me. And as the sun comes, it wakes up the night. And the anticipation and the beauty of that is unreal. There have been times that I've been out in the woods and I have literally have said to the Lord, Lord, don't bring an animal around. <laughs> I, I am worshiping you and I don't want to stop. You see, when David says, that we need to gaze, we need to gaze upon one thing I ask of the Lord, this one do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek his temple. To gaze is to fix, to fix one's focus. It's, it's an intense stare is what is being said here. All too often, I think our gaze is on other things, the worries of this world, the troubles that surround us, or the distractions that seek to fill our soul. David did not pretend that trouble, evil, hardship, or distraction were not part of his life. He respected them, but for him, he knew that to overcome them, he must fix, he must seek, and he must gaze upon the only one who could actually rescue him. So, where does that leave us? What about you? Do you have some fears that are surrounding you? Do you have some darkness that seems to be about you? Do you feel that trouble is trying to gobble you up or distractions are trying to, 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 to take away and hobble you in your attention? I would say, first of all, respect them. Respect, respect the troubles. Respect, respect the distractions. But be like David. Have your eyes fixed. Gaze upon 
what is before you, and that is the Son of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Remember that John says that darkness has not overcome the light. It can't. And there, as we gaze upon the light, we will find freedom. So, as I sit in a tree stand, <laughs> there is a moment when the light is pushing the darkness out, and, I, and, I, and it is here that I fix my eyes, and I gaze around the, the world that is around me, that is, once was shrouded in darkness, is now coming to light and life. And as I fix my eyes on Jesus in this dark world, I will see the light and life that is around me because it is in him. May God bless you today.